Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Travel back with me to the days of Moses. The people of Israel are in bondage 400 and more years. They've cried out. And now the Lord is going to bring them out of their slavery to the promised land except something goes wrong and they need to wander around for another 40 years. But finally the day comes. Finally the day comes and they are going to enter into that promised land that the Lord, the God, is giving them. So how do they respond? How do the people of Israel respond to the promised land? Deuteronomy 26 answers that question of how to respond. It begins with, when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, is giving you, the people of Israel are to see this promised land, this land of milk and honey, as a gift, an act of grace, a blessing. Just as we are to see everything God has given us as an act of grace, a blessing, a gift. And we have been blessed. We have been blessed mightily in this country. Everything we have is a gift. God's the creator. He made everything. Everything is his to begin with. And so whatever we have in our lives, it is simply a gift, an act of grace, of blessing. A set of car keys or just keys on a key ring is a good reminder of what God is giving us. You can substitute whatever the key is for for the word land. In Deuteronomy 26 it says, when you enter into the land that the Lord your God has given you. Well, here's my car key. When you enter into the car that the Lord your God is giving you. Here's our house key. The Lord has given us a place to live. Shelter. When you enter into the house that the Lord your God has given you. A desk key. Where you keep a checkbook. Other important papers. When you enter into that desk. Or here's one for my office here at the seminary, a vocation, a way that the Lord has given for me to take care of my family. When you enter into your place of work, you may have more keys on your key ring than I do, or maybe less, but whenever you enter into what the Lord your God is giving you, or, or maybe think about it this way. Go home and open up all the drawers, all the closets, all the cabinets, and take a video of everything that you have in your house and in your 
garage. And then when you're done, label it. God's blessings. Label it, whatever God, all that God has given to me. It is a gift. But that's not the way our society, our country, our culture is conditioning us to think. No, it's just the opposite. What we are being taught to think is that whatever we have is our own and we can do with it anything, any way that we want to. The keys on the ring? <laughs> Testament to our hard work. The video camera is to be marked my stuff, leaving God right out of the picture. Advertising tries us to, to get us to buy more. Fill up more trash bags so that we can fill up more landfills so that we can buy more stuff and bigger stuff and better stuff for ourselves. Did you know, did you know that Americans spend more on trash bags. Not what's in the trash bags, but on the trash bags themselves than half the people in the whole world spend on everything they buy. That's what we're conditioned to think. More and mine, more and mine. That's the temptation, not God's gift, God's blessing. Well, Deuteronomy 26 has an answer to those tempting words of more and mine. You shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground and put it in a basket. That word for first could also be best. We ought to take some of the best, the first that we have been given, and put it in a basket to give it away. Before we do anything else with it, it's simply given. And none of this, uh, well, this is about all I can do this time, or... Well, this is what I got left over, so, and I don't really want it, so I'll give it away type of attitude. No, it is the first fruits of the best that we have that we give. Now, Deuteronomy 26 really doesn't go into much detail about how that giving is to occur. This is not the part where you're going to get all the percentages and things like that. But it does have three more general aspects of what it means for first fruits giving. Here's the first one. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. And right after that, it begins to recite a history. Jacob. The beginning of this nation was a wandering Aramean, and he became a great nation, uh, went down into Egypt, and was placed into slavery, treated horribly, forced to make bricks and build cities for somebody else, and, and they cried out to the Lord, and he delivered them with a strong arm and a mighty hand into this land of milk and honey. 
You know what that sounds like? It sounds like a creed. It sounds like something that you say over and over and over at worship service and devotions and just to remind yourself what the Lord has done for you. The collection, the basket, was joined together with a confession of faith. The creed and the collection go together. I help out at a church here in St. Louis up in North County, Grace Lutheran Chapel. And they have altered the worship service they have there. What they do is they have the gospel reading and then they say the creed and then they take the collection before the sermon. I like it. It's Deuteronomy 26. They say the creed and then they make response by taking the offering. Creed, offering, why we give and the opportunity to give joined right together. Make a response. Second thing Deuteronomy 26 says, and you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship. Worship before the Lord and you shall rejoice. Rejoice and worship. The offering was to be an act of worship. When Israel did this back then, they would come before the Lord and they would bow down. It was an intentional moment of worship. None of this uh, just a you know, couple dollars thrown soft, thought, thoughtlessly into a collection plate. No, it was an act of worship and it was to be an opportunity to rejoice. The giving of this gift was an opportunity to worship joyfully. Well, I've brought along an offering basket this morning. And one of the symbols for our day and age of rejoicing. A smiley face. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this smiley face right in the bottom of the collection plate. So that the next time an offering basket is passed before you, I want you to remember that in the bottom of it is a smiley face. So that the offering is an act of worship and a time to rejoice. Deuteronomy 26. An act of worship... And the third thing that Deuteronomy 26 says is it mentions the Levite and the sojourner. These were the people that did not have the land. They were not able to settle down and raise their own crops. They didn't have a sense that, that permanency and the rights that the others did. A couple verses later, it also mentions the orphans and the widows. The third aspect here from Deuteronomy 26 is that there are people who do not have. 
and that those who do have are to give generously to the widow and to the orphan and to the soldier and the Levite. I came across a saying by a theologian named Abraham Joshua Herschel. He said, when I was young, I was impressed by those who were clever. But now that I'm old, I'm impressed by those who are kind. Yes, we need to be wise. But we also need to be kind with our offerings. Deuteronomy 26. Everything, whenever you enter it, is a gift from the Lord. And we are to give a first fruits best away, to put it in a basket, and to do so as a response of what we believe, to do so as an act of worship joyfully, and to do so in kind generosity. That's how the ancient Israelites were to respond to God's gifts. It's how we're to respond as well. Amen.